Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of World Championship Boxing. And today we are talking about the greatest fights of 2018, and I am joined once again by one Silva. What's up, man? Hey, am I on? Yes, you Can are. You hear me? All right, good. All right. We're all set. We're, we're, talking, we're talking about the five greatest fights of 2018, and we'll, we'll get right into it. The first fight, June 30th, a junior welterweight matchup, an elimination fight for the winner to get a shot at the WBA, WBO Junior Welterweight Champion, Maurice Hooker. Fight took place in, Atlanta, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Alex Sosito, young, up-and-coming prospect against the hard-grizzled veteran, Lenny Sapavigna. And, uh, okay, so get right into it. Talk about the fight. All right, so see the first two rounds dominated the fight as he stayed outside, used his jab, and landed several combinations. And in the third round, while in the middle of a heated exchange, he drops Sapovigna with a very crisp right cross down the middle and battered Sapovigna and opened up a massive cut over his eye to end the third round. At that point in time, Logan, it looked like it was all but done for Lenny Z. Um, Lenny Z said before the fight, that if he lost, he was going to retire. This was going to be his last attempt at trying to get a world title shot, and he had suffered several beatings and several brawls, brawls, despite the fact being a contender. He was your atypical Mickey Ward, Arturo Gatti-type slugger. After, after, the, after the third round, he was, ble- he was bleeding badly, looked like it was over. Middle of the fourth round, he staggered Sacito with a vicious a, a vicious barrage of punches culminating with a right cross that staggered Sosito badly. And he battered Sosito through and opened up a massive cut over Sosito's right eye. So after four rounds, both men were busted open in a war. I mean, to the point where when the fifth round began, the doctor at ringside checked Sosito's cut and the fight was dangerous, close, dangerously close to being stopped. The referee let the, I mean, the, the doctor let the fight continue, and rounds five and six saw tremendous action as both men batted each other. Then, in the seventh round. They're, they're fighting in a phone booth, right? Oh, yes. And then in the seventh round, Sosito staggered Sapovigna, batted him all around the ring. Finally, the fight is stopped. Sosito wins the fight and gets a shot at Maurice Hooker's WBA junior welterweight champion, and Lenny Z the next morning of the f- after the fight announced his retirement. Yeah, he's been in, in some wars. Now, when you uh, look at this um, um, Saucedo, did you think that, um, I mean, 
what do you think of him? Do you think he he could um, he's he's, so he's up C- there so with some Cito, So Cito has a lot of Arturo Gatti in him, meaning he could beat the he could beat the Lenny Z's of the world, but it's not going to be easy. He fights to the level of his competition, but the very good to great fighters, he has no shot at beating them because defense is he not gets his hit friend. Too much. He gets okay. hit too entirely too. If a journeyman like journeyman veteran like Lenny Z could hit him over and over yeah. again, you'll see what a dropped, real good fighter could him. do to him and almost knocks him out, almost stops him on cuts. You'll see later in the show what a real good fighter could do to him. Right, right. Okay. So let's uh we'll get on to this next fight. June um sorry, June. September fifteenth, thousand and eighteen, the most anticipated fight of the year. The most anticipated rematch in several years. The showdown between Triple G and Canelo to be the number one middleweight on the planet. My God. Now, we, when we looked at the first fight, you, you were talking about how uh, Triple G um, was coming at Canelo and Canelo was trying to box too much. But in this fight, he, he, he changed the strategy. I, I, I got to give the Reynoso brothers, Canelo's trainers, Credit. I never thought they were great trainers. I thought they they just happened to know the, the Alvarez family because every everybody in the Alvarez family, including the cat and the dog, boxes, right? So they were <laughs> friends of his father and friends, and so they lucked into getting this good-looking, redhead, Irish-looking Mexican kid to be their trainer. I never thought they did anything. I didn't think they had any type of, uh, what you call it? Uh, insight. Uh, yeah. Insight or uh, uh, impact on Canelo's career. This changed my opinion of that. They brought, they went and they had a great game plan, and Canelo executed it as best he could. They saw the flaws. In the first fight, Canelo was up against the ropes too much, uh, and he lost several rounds by just laying up against the ropes and taking a beating from Triple G. And this fight, that did not happen. Canelo took the fight to Triple G. And for the first time in Gennady Golovkin's career, somebody came at him with the same ferocity that he came at at, at, at opponents. And Triple yeah, G he was fighting, does not... Yeah, backing up, right? In, which he never did. He never had to. Right. And I have to give Triple G credit. He withstood... The first six rounds were totally dominated by Canelo as he beat the hell out of that body and landed one right cross after another. But Triple G did not panic. Um, he stayed. He stayed. He kept jabbing. And towards the end of the fight, he started landing the thunderous shots. This fight was two fights, sort of like the first fight. The first fight, it was Canelo in the first half. It was Canelo in the first uh, three, four rounds. Uh Triple G through the middle rounds, and then Canelo in the last few rounds. This fight was two halves. The first half was dominated by Canelo. The second half was dominated by Triple G. A strategic war, not a war like what we just saw in Lenny Z versus Alex Sosato or the next few fights that we'll talk about. This was a, with two guys with strategy trying to beat the other guy. Canelo was trying to outslug the slugger. And Triple G was trying to out-counterpunch the counterpuncher. <laughs> oh, a, a reversal yeah. of styles and a tremendous fight where eight of the first, eight of these 12 rounds could have gone either way. 
It was that close. And in the 12th round, Canelo wins, on, I believe, two of the three judges. Not like he might have won on all three judges' scorecards. I didn't look it. But that was the difference as he wins the decision and becomes the universally recognized middleweight champion of the world. Yeah, and he, he also, uh, you know, not without controversy, right? I mean, there are a lot of people who look at oh, thought Triple G may. People talk about this was a robbery. This was not a robbery. You want to talk about robbery? No, there was, was a robbery not. last night. There was a robbery last night in Brooklyn. That was a fucking robbery. I don't know what the fuck these judges. Harold Letterman's daughter, Julie Letterman, should be suspended for a year. She scored the fight for a guy, and all he did was hold and run for 12 rounds. I lo- this, is the, this is about the greatest fights of this year, so I'm not going to get on it too much, but Jamel Charlo was, was robbed. Like 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 a time like a nineteen eighty like being robbed on Times Square at three o'clock in the morning in nineteen eighty right we got no business being on Forty Second Street and Ninth Avenue right you're not supposed to be there in nineteen eighty at three o'clock in the morning this was how he was robbed horrible robbery but anyway that was a robbery Triple G Golovkin Wild Fury those weren't robberies there were too many rounds that could have gone either way you, you had to flip a coin and this fight had so much action that if they would have named Triple G the winner, even though I had Canelo winning seven out of 12 rounds. I could easily see somebody giving Triple G seven of those 12 rounds. It's, what you, it's depending on what you like. Do you like the aggressor who's beating the body and, and landing that right cross over and over again? Or do you like the, the, the guy who's landing his consistent jab and landing great counter punches? It was that type of fight, a strategic war. Canelo wins a great fight and totally different than the other fights we talk about tonight because this wasn't two guys trying to kill each other. These were two guys trying to beat the other, but with boxing skills involved. Yeah, it was, it was a highly skilled, highly skilled, right? I mean, these two are some of the best Between, boxers we've seen. The, the, the two middleweights, two best middleweights on the planet, two future Hall of Famers if, if they were on the same plane today and the, the, the plane was, was blown up in the sky, they're both in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Yeah, they already did. Now, yeah, they're, uh, already they, in... they're probably not – they're probably, I no, think they, – They're not going after... to fight each other again. That, that's it. Maybe, Unless... maybe in a few years. I can't, well, I can't see right? that fight in a few years. Golovkin's 36. Well, we would fight in a few years. Well, that, I mean, don't you think that, that – I don't think – I personally don't think that uh, Canelo wants to fight that fight again, um, but uh, but I think Triple G does, um, obviously, because he lost both. And by the way, <laughs> the same trainer that trains Alex Osito trains Triple G, and that's Abel Sanchez, and he's had a hor- he's had a horrible year. He had a horrible 2018, as from the loss with Triple G and the next fight we'll be talking about uh, Alex Osito's fight against. Maurice Hooker, um, and right. that'll be the next fight. That'll be the, the, the next fight we talk about. Oh, 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 oh I want to go in chronological order, so let me make sure I got this right. I got – yes, we go to – no, actually, we go to November 8th, 2018. And by the way, of these five fights, three were on ESPN, one was on HBO pay-per-view, and one was on Showtime. So um, this show tonight will give you an inkling as to certain awards that we will do next week. 
and who wins those awards. So just take take a mind. Well, one being fighter of the year, another being round of the year, and another being network of the year. So uh, the just listening. Some of those will be decided today, but without me saying anything, without us mentioning, you could just take an educated guess. But we'll go to November eighth, two thousand eighteen. Fight at super uh, super welterweight, Nico Macias versus Jesus Soto Carras, and like Lenny Z, Lenny Safavigna, Jesus Soto Carras came into this fight, and it, but different than Lenny Z. Lenny Z said if he lost, he was retiring. Jesus Soto Carras told his family, told ESPN, this was the boxing media, this was his last fight, period. Win, lose, or draw, this was his last fight. Jesus Sotokaras has had a journeyman-type career where he's beaten some good fighters. He knocked out Andre Berto. He's given hell to many good fighters. And has always been an action fighter. And at his, I mean, the man is a dinosaur. And he fights Nico Macias, 27-year-old kid from California who throws punches in his sleep. This man is a Tasmanian devil. He don't stop throwing punches. And how Soto Caras threw more punches in this fight than Macias while trapped on the ropes for 99.9% of the fight is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> this, you talk about a phone booth, this was a phone booth. Yeah. They so didn't when, need a ring for this fight. All they needed to do was, uh, 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 let's just get a corner of the ring, and they could have sold tickets inside the ring. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah, they could have put the seats in there. Yeah, <laughs> inside the ring. These guys fought in the same corner for ninety. And it was, it was, and it, it was uh, very advantageous for Soto Caras because ninety percent of the fight was fight, fought in this corner. So when the bell rang, all they had to do was. Sit down. <laughs> and he could get some instruction, too. <laughs> yeah, he he um, get an extra few seconds rest before the other guy would uh, get to his corner. But from the opening bell, these guys stayed in the corner, and they hit each other with every punch in the book. Forget about analyzing this fight. Every round was just unbelievable. These guys were averaging over 300 punches a round combined. Combined, all right? Man. Neither Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder threw 300 punches in the fight a couple of weeks ago against each other. Like a right? fucking, like a video game. <laughs> it, was a, it was a boxing video game. Oh, my God. It was Mike Tyson's knockout. Left hook, left hook, right. Body blow, body blow, body blow. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, what did you think about this fight, which was just unbelievable? Oh man, I I just you I you you described it exactly right. It was in a phone booth. It was just it was it was blood and guts. It was like who's gonna fucking fold on this? And nobody, so talk about nobody the took a backward step. They they just no. stood there and they just threw one shot after another. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty evenly matched. Landed too. the more effective punches, and that's why he deserved the victory. Because late in the fight, and what shocked me. Well, Soto Caras is 10, over 10 years older than Macias, and he outthrew and outlanded Macias in this fight. Unbelievable. Soto Caras, this is a dinosaur. This is an old man. He's been in a million wars. 
He's a Mexican fighter, so he's the typical Mexican brawler. And he outpunched, and he outthrew, and he outlanded the younger fighter. Significantly unbelievable. And when the fight ended, had more in his gas tank than the younger fighter. Totally. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. And and what what was so what what talk about the result? I mean, what was the uh, the official uh, scorecard here? Um, uh, Soto Cotters won by split decision. Okay, so it was uh, it was pretty close still. Yeah, I want to, to look. <laughs> this fight, oh. yeah, you wouldn't want to be a judge in this fight. You wouldn't want to be a judge. <laughs> what are you judging? Your 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 head is bobbing. And, your head is going back and forth like a bobblehead. <laughs> I mean, these are two guys inside a phone booth. But um, I thought Soto Connors deserved the decision, and rightfully so, because he was landed the better, the the more significant shots. I didn't think Macias. Hurt so I neither guy was hurt, but Soto Karras landed the more effective punishing shots. He had the more uh, convincing and more impressive shots landed, and he outlanded Macias. And, and that's crazy, being that Macias was known coming into this fight as the most the, the busiest fighter in the history of the sport. And they broke every type of punching record in this fight. They shattered all punch uh, punch that records. Really? Of all time? Yes. All time. For 12 wow. and 15 round fights, they, they, for a 10 round fight, they destroyed all those records. That's amazing. To, to 15 yep. round fights, too. And, we, and then we've talked about a lot of fights where there's been a lot of punches. But uh, this yes. one, yeah, you're yes. right. Yes, and this broke all those records. Unbelievable fight and definitely a contender for fight of the year. And if you guys haven't seen this fight, uh, Logan, I gave I I I, I, uh, I terminated my ESPN Plus app about six weeks ago. Are all these ESPN fights on that app, or do you just look at the I links actually, I sent uh, you on Daily I Motion? Was, I just I was looking at them on Daily Motion on the links you gave okay, me, but right. um, I have to check on that see if they're there. Yeah. But, um, but I, general, I, I, I believe goes. I believe that these fights. But if they're not, if you if you don't have ESPN Plus, the links will be up on on on. on, on when Logan puts up the fight, so you you uh, on, on, on so you you uh, on Fighting Art Network, so you'll see for yourself these tremendous fights, the three of them that were on ESPN. Um, I wanted to talk about one of the fights. Uh, saw Ring Vasey versus Juan Francisco Estrada from early this year, but HBO has blocked that from being on YouTube or Daily Motion. And HBO, even though they're not in the boxing game anymore, doesn't have it on their on-demand service either. So I don't want to talk about a fight without you guys having a chance to watch the fight. So uh, there's still a contention. Well, you can just one briefly discuss one. it. I mean, you can just discuss it because it'll 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 get up there at some point. So just I mean, you you and, that's and another if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, next week HBO well, maybe they won't. Usually, the day after Christmas till New Year's Day, HBO shows their best fights of 2018. But since they're no longer in the the, the boxing business, I, they might not show it this year. I, uh, HBO just they just fucked up. Anyway, that fight, I'll talk about it more next week in the year awards because that has an impact on one of the awards. So we'll I'll talk about that next week. Um, when we go to the next fight, which only happened 10 days later, Alex Sosito gets his shot in Oklahoma City 
against the WBO junior welterweight champion Maurice Hooker. Maurice Hooker, who's promoted by Eddie Hearn, took $1.2 million to travel to Oklahoma City to fight Saucedo. And shit, I would too, because Saucedo style is tailor-made for Hooker. It's tailor-made for Hooker. First round, Hooker totally dominates with that beautiful long jab of his. Hooker has a beautiful jab. He's tall, lanky, and has an 80-inch reach. He had like an 8-inch reach advantage over Saucedo. First round, he dominates. Landing combination, landing, and he's got a nice right cross. Like a poor man's Tommy Hearns. Just jabbing, landing it. But then in the second round, he gets lazy, and Saucedo lands a right cross that drops Hooker. And I'm like, oh, shit. Saucedo goes after Hooker, but midway through the round, Hooker begins landing his right, and he staggers Saucedo before the end of the, end of the round. One of the top candidates for round of the year. Round two, a sensational round. Yeah, man. So, so um, is it just that we were talking about this guy is just not ready for these top-notch He never opponents? will be. So, Cito's, so Cito, to win at the top level, to be a great fighter, you have to have some type of defense. Remember, when Mike Tyson was killing everybody, he bobbed and weaved his ass and confused the shit out of you. When Joe Frazier was beat Muhammad Ali the first the first time they fought in the fight. I mean, he was bobbing and weaving and going low to the ground, making it hard for Ali to hit him. You've got to have great defense to beat. Not even great. You have to have good defense to be a great fighter. You could, If you're a great offensive fighter, you have to have at least good defense. You just can't go in there, bombs away, and get away with it, and then try and become a great fighter or beat a good a very good to great fighter. Sosito is on the verge of becoming an Arturo Gatti, Mickey Ward type brawler who will beat the middle of the road guys, but when he gets in the ring with guys better than him, he has no shot. He almost got away with it this fight. Second round, he drops Hooker, but Hooker gets back up, and Hooker staggers him late. Third round, tremendous round as both men are are, are battering each other with shots, but Hooker's getting the better of it because he's longer, and when he keeps the fight at a distance and fights tall, he's hitting Sosito at will. At will. Yeah, he, he was just, very, at that point, he was he was doing a very good job of just boxing him and staying outside. Yeah, and then in the, in the seventh round, same round that uh, Lenny Z got stopped in, Hooker staggers him, drops him, and then batters, bat, I mean, batters Sosito until the referee finally stops the fight. Tremendous war, tremendous win for Maurice Hooker. As as um, he's uh, love to see a fight between him and uh, WBC interim uh, junior welterweight champion Regis Prograce, or the regular WBC champion. I can't believe WBC has two champions and they're not facing each other. This shit doesn't make any sense. There's too many titles in boxing. Get get, get it right. Um, a fight yeah, with uh, Jose, Ramirez, Jose Ramirez and Maurice Hooker would be a, a phenomenal fight because Ramirez is a lot like Sosito where he has a cloud-freezing style, very aggressive style. Uh, Hooker made $1.2 in this fight. Um, 
he probably can get another million to fight Ramirez because uh, Bob Arum is his promoter. So kudos to Maurice Hooker for fighting guys out there that's willing to pay him and not fighting stiffs that his promoter, Eddie Hearn, would throw at him. <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to see Joshua do for a while. But, yeah, uh, but Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn's his promoter. Uh, we'll t- I'll talk right. about Oh, matter of fact, that's the la- that'll that's be nice. the very last fight we talk about. Last night, the best heavyweight fight since Joshua Klitschko. People talk about wow. uh, people. This fight was tremendous. Dillian White versus Derek Chisora, the winner to get to be in line to fight Anthony Joshua, as they or, or even Deontay Wilder because this was for both the WBC. For both bogus belts in the WBC and WBO, like the WBC silverware champion. I mean, it's called a silver title, but it might as well be silverware. Who the fuck cares? And the WBO <laughs> international title, what the fuck that means? All right? So, meaning the winner becomes the number one contender in both the WBO and WBC. WBO being Joshua, WBC being Wilder. So, the winner of this fight could lay a claim to fighting either of those guys. As a mandatory. And first two rounds, Dylan White is banging that jab, landing that beautiful right cross of his, and dominating the first two rounds. Then, beginning from rounds three to six, Chisora throws at Joshua. I mean Joshua, I'm sorry. At White, lands that crazy looping right cross, and he landed it over and over again. Staggered White a few times. He was dominating the fight between rounds three and six, and I saw, I saw worry in Eddie Hearn's eyes as he's White's promoter. I saw worry in his eyes. Uh, Tony Bellu and David Hay, who fought each other twice uh, last year, were in Chisora's corner, urging Chisora on. It looked like Chisora was going to win this fight. But beginning yep. in the seventh round, White began landing that right, that counter right cross. To a T, and the referee did a horrible job in this fight. This was a tremendous war, and he took two phantom points away from Chisora, one for a low blow, one for a grab in the elbow. This this referee should be barred from boxing. He was horrible. This is a great fight. This is the greatest British heavyweight fight I've ever seen. Never saw two British heavyweights fight each other in this great a fight. The British, we have a lot of British listeners out there. Correct me. Tell me if I'm wrong. But in the history of British heavyweights, I've never seen a better fight. Frank Bruno versus Lennox Lewis for six rounds had me snoring until Lennox Lewis knocked him out with a left hook in the seventh. I've never seen a better British heavyweight fight between two British heavyweights. This was a war. And Well, the final, the final punch was a left hook, right? Oh, my God. In the 11th round, another point was taken away from Chisura, a phantom point. And White, at this point in time, because of the two points, I had uh, five. Uh, I had uh, six rounds to four for because after the sixth round, I had White dominating the fight because Chitora got tired. He got noticeably tired, and White was landing at will. Finally, in the eleventh round, right after the point was taken, they were in a heated exchange, both through left hooks at the same time, and. Chisora is still asleep. My God. He was out. Didn't even count. Um, 
There was nothing no, they didn't to count, bother dude. Counting, dude. He was out before he hit the canvas. Yeah, they couldn't even get him up. They were like, they were like trying to pick oh him up. Oh my the, god, a spectacular scraping him off with a spatula. Yeah, and, and David Hay ran into the ring like, oh my 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 man, my, my like, like his wife had been shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, so White's got a good chance then against David White. I mean, I mean David White, Dillian White's had a sensational 2018. He beat Joseph Parker this past summer, even though Parker hurt him late and the fight could have gone either way. I thought White White won the fight fair and square, even though the fight, if they would have gave the fight to Parker, I would have argued. But White beat Park, oh, Joseph Parker, and now he beats Chisora in a rematch. He's now the number one contender in WBC and WBO, and people, don't forget people, He when he fought Joshua a few years back, he knocked down Joshua with that same type of left hook. Joshua got up and came back and knocked him out, but it was it, it was it, it was Joshua's had three very tough fights in his career so far: Alex Povetkin, Vladimir Klitschko, and Dillian White. And in all three fights, he knocked out his opponent. So After you think he'll get another shot? Oh, um, right now it looks like Fat Bastard, a big, a uh, big baby Miller. All 350 pounds of them will be the sacrificial lamb and get destroyed by uh, 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 Anthony Joshua. So, but then maybe after that? Uh, Right now, it looks like it's going to be Fat Boy, then White, then either Fury or Wilder, or Wilder than Fury. Uh, Even if Wilder and Fury fight again, I still believe both men deserve a shot at 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 Joshua. Win or lose, the loser, the winner and the loser should both get a shot at Joshua. Yeah, they both have a good shot too of, of knocking him out. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think um, uh, they're like you said, Eddie Hearn. He's he's going to keep Joshua on ice for a little while to keep him, yeah, keep him fighting. I understand why he's doing it. I don't agree with it. You could put Joshua, like I said last week. You and I could fight Joshua. He's going to sell 80,000 tickets in, in, in London. Yeah. It doesn't well, matter who they put him on. Uh, handic- we can do a handicap match while I'll stand on your shoulders. I'll yeah, yeah. Um, but- we both could have baseball bats and try to hit him. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I, saw, I, took, I took my girlfriend last night to see Creed 2. Oh, yeah, man. that'll be after trading places, which we'll be do, we'll be doing a couple hours on in the Christmas movie. Creed two will be the first movie we talk about after the New Year. I mean, okay, I, yeah, classic was, Rocky movie. Oh, this was this had elements of several Rocky movies. We'll go into it, but I was thoroughly impressed. But I am sad that Sylvester Stallone is retiring from doing Rocky movies. He might still write and direct them, but he will no longer be acting in them. You think so? He announced it on, on, gonna... on social media. He said it. He announced so what are they going to have, that... have him be dead in the next one? He's going to be dead in the I next don't, one, maybe? I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know if he'll do that to himself. You know, Stallone's got a huge ego. I don't know if he'll allow, that to, allow him to do that self to him. But, um, Is it just because he doesn't think... want to? He's, he's doing another Rambo. I know. That, that, so, that's, um... be, that's being filmed as we speak. <laughs> he's on location doing <laughs> make... Rambo right now. He's got a big gut, big old gut now, but uh, 
But uh, but I don't understand. Like, yeah, but in, in the Rocky be... and and Deontay Wilder is approached to load about fighting club again, about playing club club Lang Junior. Wow, that would be awesome. Put him in a mohawk. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, and you don't have to act much in that. You could just growl. You could just growl. Wilder has a lot of charisma, so they, he'd be the perfect guy. The only thing is, he'd be a full full foot taller than Michael. <laughs> well, that Drago Drago's son is a real boxer, right? That guy, that guy was that guy might have that guy was prop that guy's probably the best uh, boxer that ever happened in the Rocky series that fought either Creed or Rocky. Well, no, because Andre Ward was in a movie and Tony Bellow was a, yeah, the, Andre the Ward best was there. He's the best non uh, boxer to play a boxer. He played that role to a T. Uh, there was a lot well, of elements. He's a boxer. Of, well, what, 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 what? Oh, by the way, I want to go back to something. The Macias was it? Yeah, Macias. The Macias Sotokatis fight. What the fuck was Victor yeah. Ortiz doing? Color commentating. <laughs> you, you didn't like how he's doing and it. He know, and exactly like he knows shit about. Oh, well, you see, you know, head movement. Motherfucker, this is a, a fumble war. And he's talking about. Oh, he needs to get the fuck out of here. You are no boxer, motherfucker. <laughs> Wasn't he a wrestler coming up? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Victor Ortiz a, you know, the amateur wrestler before he became an MMA fighter? The fuck he knows about boxing? Get the fuck out of here. You mean, T- you mean Tito Ortiz? Yeah, I'm sorry, not Victor Ortiz. My bad. Tito Ortiz. I apologize. Yeah. Speaking of brawlers who taking too many shots to the head, I apologize, Victor. You you do know something about boxing, even though defense is not your friend, all right? <laughs> right, right. Tito Ortiz was color commentating. What the fuck was he doing? He was an amateur wrestler. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Come on, man. That's like Roy Jones Jr. doing a, a, a color commentating the UFC fight. Get the fuck out of here. I know. <laughs> and speaking of Anthony <laughs> Joshua, he was tremendous last night in commentating. Right now, he's the best color commentator in boxing, being that Roy Jones Jr. is no longer commentating. Anthony Joshua was tremendous in, in, in doing the Chisora White fight. He was tremendous. The man knows his boxing. Yeah. He was enthusiastic. He wasn't full of himself. He wasn't trying to get himself over. Uh, he, com- he, 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 he he was just tremendous. Like Roy Jones Jr. So why did he, he, why did he face me. off? What? He faced off with White at the end. Uh, because he was color- He was announcing the fight. But still, uh, I think he's fighting Miller first. I don't think he's fighting White okay. first. I, White would be the tougher fight. Because Miller has no shot Definitely. in the world. That fat fuck has no shot in the world. White has proved White has beaten Joshua the amateurs, and he knocked them down the first time they fought as pros. So, um, it, uh, he has he has a legitimate shot because of that left hook of his. He does. He like you said, he dropped them already with it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll be in. Uh, we'll be looking forward to see what Joshua does. Um, and hopefully, maybe by 2020, he'll fight one of those um, Wilder oh, or wait, Fury. Wait, uh, wait, wake me up when that happens. <laughs> okay. Next week, we will be coming right, back with our year-end awards. Uh, all our year, and um, like I said before, and so we mentioned be, his name a few you'll times. Tell us, you'll what tell happened? us which of these fights wins the best. One the of these, fight one of these five fights. One of these five fights will be the fight of the year. If you listen to what I've said. You can you can make an educated guess as to what to what I think is the fight of the year. Uh, 
the next week we talk about the fighter of the year, the fight of the year, the round of the year, the promotion of the year, the 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 network of the year, uh, the pussy of the year is Eddie Hearn, one thousand percent, and the knockout, knockout of, the of the year, year. and the and the comeback fighter of the year will all be mentioned and will be discussed next week on World Championship Boxing. Okay. And in a few hours, we'll be talking about trading places for our Christmas movie on Logan's Movie Reviews. So check us out there. And that um, was the movie we, that that was the movie that began Eddie Murphy's unbelievable run as the number one box office attraction in America. Yeah, yeah, great fucking movie, really fun, and uh, a lot of great performances in that one. So we will be uh, talking about that. One Silva, I'll talk to you in a few hours, man. Talk to you a couple hours, big man, later. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy 2018-2019. We'll be back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.